sir, yes sir. Live from Josiah's house, you tuned in to The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. I go by the name of DJ Focus, squad in here with me. A before C. What's going on, man? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. You all right? I am great since I see you now, man. Can I, can, on, I, man. Can, I, can I be in my feelings for a second? What's up? So we, we, we talked a little bit about um, a couple of, couple of shows ago about church hurt. Right. And... Um, you know the how people are get hurt in the church, and right. you know I offended you uh, a couple shows ago. So I just oh, want to say publicly, you know I appreciate you, you know taking my apology and you know. Listen, beyond anything that happens on like any show or anything like that, like we family, and so we are. Like whatever happens, like that never gets lost. Um, and that's that's what I told you. Like there's never there's never a situation where I mean unless you like. Run up and like jab my girl in the face or something. Ooh, like damn, we'll have to square up. But like, yeah, don't don't not, put your hands on my wife. Not pray, many, pray not for me. Many, I ain't not that too many safe. Things gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna make me turn my back on you. So it's all love, man. But that's true humility. I, I gotta I gotta make sure people know that. You know, a lot of people are too you know prideful. Because you got that bomber jacket on, you feeling good today. I am feeling good, man. Can I feel good, good in my fall wear? This is fall wear, that's, man. That's not you. You know, like Cleveland whole skip fall. Like there's no fall in Cleveland. True, that's facts. It's, it's, that's facts. It's snowing outside here in his fall gear. Right, yeah, because I see the leaves. You know what I'm saying? Rico Swab, you good, brother? I'm great. You great? Prof thought. You know I'm doing all right, man. I can't even. Yeah, I like the the bromance right there. Did that you was like good. It? That was you nice. Like I appreciated okay. that in you. you I'm trying to saying? tell the people this is a real show. Yeah, man. Like we really go through things on this show. Real stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm proud of you because like that's some that's a major growth. Hey, y'all um, want to like? Can we talk about something funny real quick? Mm-hmm. You ever like get caught listening to people pray and like realize the things that they repeat? <laughs> he said, Father God, God in the open prayer about 37 times. Listen, man, he's trying, he he trying to catch like, his rhythm. He's trying to catch his rhythm. Ain't no thing wrong like, with that. Thank, thank Father God, you, Father God, in Father God, the Father God. Thank Father God of Jesus, Father God. Blessings on your life. Once again, you're tuned into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. Of course, our mission here is to expose a culture of hip hop, RB, and poetry to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And uh, squad, we got everybody in the building today. Listen, when, we in here. When, when, when I say I reached out to this sister and she say she was bringing her squad, she say I don't know these people. I'm gonna bring everybody. <laughs> we got a uh, Lynette Spicer from I Believe in You Foundation in the building. How you doing, sis? Hi, good evening. I'm doing fine, thank you. Fantastic. Can you tell the Can you tell the people who are you brought with you? Oh, I'll be excited to and. Um, I want to thank God for this opportunity. First mm-hmm. of all, thank you for having us here. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, we have Anthony Ate, Ate, Ote in the house here, and Emmanuel uh, in the house, and we also have Jay Floyd um, in the house here. So we have some entrepreneurs um, that's standing up and letting their light shine, mm-hmm. and that's what God would have us to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they, they're here. They can say their little part of, you know, what they have in store for the um, upcoming event mm-hmm. uh, that we have. Yeah, and we're going to get into that event uh, after this uh, music break. Uh, let's get into some 1K few real quick. Uh, let's play that show, Love. You're tuned in to The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. Show love, show love, show love. Show love, show love, show love. Let them hate all they want, show love. Come on, show love, show love, show love, show love, 
they pose for the photo. I let them ride the way, never been a showboat. Why we get all the hate, haters by the boat, low? Nothing that they can say, cause I need that's a no, no. Hey, shooting my shot for real, I'm never gonna pump, man. Ran up the score, knew I would make it one day. On the way up, buckle up, we on the runway. Straight to the top, put me a ticket for one way. Show love, show love, show love. Show love, show love, show love. Let them hate all they want, show love. And when you finally come up, show love. Show love, show love, show love. Show love, show love, show love. When they don't want you to shine, show love. Just wait on your time to come up. Keep faith when you're down to your luck. Stay down till you come up. Got a smile even when they mug it. Kill them when you show a little love. Wanna bet and run that up. Tell them, man, God, I trust. Roll the poly on my arm. Just can't squeeze that ball. It's been a while. Nothing comes overnight. Made it through the drought. Took a detour. Had to find another route. Cause I had to show them that they can't count me out. Can't count me out. Hey, shooting my shot for real. I'm never gonna bump, babe. Ran up the score. Knew I would make it one day. On the way up. Buckle up. They say hip-hop is ignorant, we defend it as if it isn't true Like what about the star naming cats we don't listen to And I ain't talking about the few that can rhyme Doing it positive, but you still gotta Google to find If two rappers are both dope, then who do you sign? When one alive for the loot and the other's true to his kind Who gets to shine? The one that's willing to do what he's told And play ball by Satan rules for the rubies and gold The love of money's been implanted in the root of your soul It's time to kill it and fill it with the truth and shalom How long have you been told that your worth could be measured in dollars Like if you have less, you all less Remember the father's not a respecter of persons What good is your status when you're trash on the inside And your heart's full of malice They said be that, but I'ma live above it I am not the bottom even if I am from it Homie, I am made in the image of the Lord I'ma live it in a hater, can't tell me nothing They said you are nothing but I live above it. 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 I live above it.
block is hot and there's a lot on top to go with that. God can help you get a grip and show you how to handle that. I be shining light in places where there ain't no candles at. Street lights, nothing on me. Show you where the answer's at. Never let a rapper try to tell you how to live. Saying it the truth, but that ain't what it is. Gotta come and fill your life with purpose. It don't really matter how difficult it is. We are yes and we are winning. Trying to catch time, but it keep on slipping. Wanna live good, but you keep on sinning. Trying to get to heaven, but it keep repenting. Put your faith in Jesus, even though you haven't seen him yet. Spend more time in prayer instead of turning on your TV set. God is real. You ain't gotta beat the rest to be the best. And your mega global military be that Jesus they said. Be that, but I'ma live above it. I am not the bottom, even if I am from it. Homie, I am made in the image of the Lord. I'ma live it in a hater can't tell me nothing. They said you are nothing but thugs. I live above it. You either own or selling drugs. I live above it. They said you only work what you got. I live above it. I made it through the hell and I. I live above it. Uh, it's about time we start checking us. And I ain't shutting up. Cause if you ask me, I ain't said enough. If we don't address it, the end of it'll never come. We are the ones nothing was ever expected from. We can't keep pushing the blame away. Yeah, they feeding us garbage, but we ain't pushed the plate away. So they gave you the gun. You ain't had to shoot me. So what they gave us drugs, you ain't had to sell them to me. Is it that easy? Like give them all crack, let them deal the brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. Word to Pac, I feel his pain. And it's a shame, he said it 12 years ago and it's still the same. We won't even switch the D and make them pick a different play. Cause the ones making money off it ain't with the change. But God's calling us to live at a higher standard. No matter what the question is, homie, Christ they the can't be that, but I'ma live above it. I am not the bottom even if I am from it. Homie, I am made in the image of the Lord. I'ma live it in a hater can't tell me nothing. They said you were nothing but thugs. I live above it. You either own or selling drugs. I live above it. They said you only work what you got. I live above it. I made it through the hell and I. I live above it. And I hear cats like. Yo, Biz, why you hating, man? He's just getting his money. He made it from nothing. He a millionaire. Homie, what good is a, a successful black male if he gets all the way to the top and then gives crack all the credit for him getting there? What's that telling your kids, homie? When, when you turn on the TV and you see the picture of a successful black male, like when I was growing up, it was athletes. That's why we came up trying to ball. We was playing basketball, football, even baseball, trying to get in the league. Because what we saw depicted as successful black males on TV was athletes. So we was trying to be athletes. Now, the successful black male is a rapper. Now, everybody's trying to be rapper. But you look at the picture of a successful black male, homie, and he has... $400 million in his bank account and he's still a thug, he's still a gangster, he's still a pimp, he's still a drug dealer, a hustler. So what is that telling you? That means, that, that, that's telling your kids, homie, no matter how much money you get, no matter where you make it in life, you'll always be a drug dealer. You'll always be a hustler, a gangster, a pimp, it's in your DNA. Homie, that ain't in my DNA. That's what you told me I'd be. I'm on the God children. Get a light. Yeah. Bizzle. 
Hey, this is your man Rico Suave from the Fix Radio Show, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, where we discuss trending topics and different theological perspectives. Are you an artist, poet, church, or small business looking to advertise to 25,000-plus people, of which 40% are from Ohio? Well, reach out to us at thefixradioshow at gmail.com. That's D-A-F-I-X-X, radioshow at gmail.com, or call us at 440-744-744. 5573 for promo rates, deals, and packages. The fix is in. Yes, sir. Just played that uh, 1K Few, Show Love, and also played uh, Digging into the Crates a little bit, man. Played that Bizzle Live Above It. So, yeah, let's, uh, we, got, we got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good people in the building. Lynette, uh, can, we, can we start off by uh, just saying uh, what exactly is Cleveland's Own Sunday's Best? Cleveland's Own Sunday's Best is an opportunity for, um, for individuals to use to, um, their gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. It's a platform for individuals to um, have the opportunity to glorify God with their gifts um, it also gives people an opportunity um, to encourage others uh, with their gifts and talents. And that's, that's what the whole purpose of it behind it, of this is here, um, is to provide that platform for individuals to use their gifts and talents. Um, there's a lot of um, opportunities out there for people. There's some opportunities, um, as, you know, church or school, or karaoke and so forth. However, we want this to, we want this to be good for Cleveland. Um, we want this platform uh, to have to give people an opportunity to, um, again, to um, share their gifts and talents, and also be rewarded for that. Because with with this event coming up here, we give cash prizes away, and um, we're also looking forward to in the future to be giving out um, larger gifts as other gifts as well. Yes, yeah, so that that's what the whole platform is for: is to demonstrate to. Um, for the gifts and talents, and to um, give God, you know, all the glory uh, that He so richly deserved. God created us for His glory and His glory alone, and we should we are to use those gifts and talents where He would be glorified, and so that others will be encouraged. Mm-hmm. How long have you been uh, doing Cleveland's on Sunday's best? <clears throat> Just roughly started. Is it the first event or what? No, actually. Um, this is the third event. Okay, this is the third event. Um, however, I've done other events before, okay. um, but this is the third Cleveland's own Sunny Best. Mm-hmm. And I just really praise God for this opportunity because he's really opened up so many doors at this time. You know, God, is, and this is a total faith walk, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a total step of faith and trusting God for everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> when I say everything, I mean everything, and God's been faithful. Um, now, I did my first event in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a youth event, and it was a total step of faith, just stepping out there, trusting God. And mm-hmm. I didn't go out and get sponsors for anything. It was just totally out of pocket. My, you know, so God showed up 
uh, at that event, the youth event, he showed up and he blew my mind away. What kind of youth event was it? What, what were you looking to, to push in this youth event? Uh, just to gather youth together. Okay. Um, and just to, to encourage uh, the youth and, and to go back out there. And that's when I, that, I went back out there when I learned about uh, Christ. Um, when I, when God had, um, when I gave myself to Christ. Um, and, you know, and so I went back out there. I, I felt necessary well i shouldn't say i but the, have, the spirit of the lord sent me mm-hmm. okay to go back out there from where i came from and tell them about the goodness of the lord mm-hmm. and and it's just by the grace of god that um and the young the um the uh the youth you know they were there and enjoyed it a lot of kids came to christ and it just blew my mind and god knew that it was going to blow my mind and so it yes he he showed up and showed out and i've you know i've been moving and doing it ever since you know and just trusting god and he's been showing up and you know there's no failure in god so um this is here as a fundraiser um the goal, um, this is a twofold thing. Uh, of course, it's the platform. Also, the, this is a, a fundraiser for the, um, for the YAP program. It's a youth awareness program that I'm creating for young boys from ages 8 to 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we all know that our young boys need uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that, that's, that's the goal. Okay. And you said that, that's called the YAP Foundation? Y-A-P. Yap. Okay. Yap Youth Awareness Program. It's a Youth mentoring program. program. Okay. Yes, and with, um, of course, you know, I'm the founder of the I Believe in You Foundation. Mm-hmm. So the I Believe in You Foundation, we create, um, we, we create, um, opportun- we create um, experiences that would transform minds, hearts, and 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 lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would that's the goal mm-hmm. is to transform minds, hearts, um, and and lives. Especially with our younger generation, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely they need, definitely need guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's more like a mentoring program. I mean, what yes. what tools do you use when you say transforming minds? What do, what do you use like teaching? Well, yes, uh, mentoring. Or? Yes, uh, you know, different different tools. Okay. Um, uh, as far as the youth, mm-hmm. um, there will be different um, avenues uh, for the youth. Uh, there will be different opportunities. I mean, it's, it's kind of a long, drawn out. However, uh, the goal is basically um, is to provide basic knowledge and skills on um, either finances or, you know, even just basically changing the tire on the car or, mm-hmm. you know, tying a tie. Um, it's a lot of basic knowledge. Um, also, I would like to have an opportunity. This is a 20 curriculum program, so it's a it's a different different topics workshops we'll be going through leadership, you know, learning how to say no, mm-hmm. um, cooking, um, you know, just basic stuff. And who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and how to say no and bullying. You know those types of uh, issues. So we've been going over lots of different issues, and um, and it's definitely a start. So did you get people to partner with you for the I believe for this whole curriculum, this whole program, or do you did you pick the people that you wanted to teach everything, or how does that how did that work? Well, as far as the I believe in foundation, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you, so you say you had the different curriculums. You have the twenty step curriculum. So. Right. That's for the YAC. Okay. Yeah, so that's just for the YAC program. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be working on. Um, 
volunteers. Okay. Uh, we'll be setting up to get volunteers uh, because, of course, I'm going to have some men <laughs> involved. Right. That's, that's, that's the biggest question I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Who right. are the men involved right, in this? Right, right, right. About you, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, so we definitely uh, we definitely going to look for some strong men to come in and, you know, to breathe that that father figure, that brother figure, mm -hmm. you know, for these young fellas. You know, we're definitely going to need that. Um you know, because we're, we're going to, this is a family thing here. We want to uh, create an atmosphere for where these young men can feel like they can call somebody, where they, somewhere they, they feel like they can go to, you know, and, and not to be talked at, but that can, but they, this is a platform from, for them, mm -hmm. you know, to, to talk as well, you know, to share how they feel, you know, versus somebody just talking at them, you know, giving them that platform to speak. You know, being that um, that window of opportunity, you know, especially those that don't make it to church and their moms or or don't, you know, they don't have that positive um, influence in their life, you know. So this will be that window of opportunity for those for those young men and they'll have a, a loving environment. And I, you know, I love the Lord and um, it's important that we take care of God's people. That's good. That's great. Um, I, you said that um, you know you had a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that you brought in with you. Yes. Um, and you know we talked a little bit off air about you know what that actually means doing good works, having it be seen. Um, and I asked just a little bit ago about how we marry the idea of business working with um, the gospel. Like where, how do we make that work together? Understanding that like, with the understanding that capitalism in and of itself. Um, can be used to hurt people, right? So how do we use a model like that in the gospel? Or better question, like, why do you feel called to do that? Um, and how do you how do you negotiate that? What was that process? And any one of the gentlemen can answer that question or Miss Lynette, you can answer one as well. I just want to, you know, kind of get where we're going with that because I think that the programs are, um, are great ideas and I want to know what we will be teaching our boys. Yeah, I'll take on it. Y'all can hear me just fine? Yes. Yeah. All right, we're good to go. My name is Anthony Ote. I'm here with my partner, uh, PJ Ward. We're missing one other person, Zarell Patton. Um, we're with Size to Go Barbecue. Uh, we just opened up the fifth location for Size to Go, each ind independently owned, and ours is in Fairview Park, Ohio. I definitely want to salute you guys here at The Fix. I didn't know you guys were in 28 countries. So you're spreading the message. So I want to give you all, all the appreciation, all the honor for that. That's really great. And um, to answer your question, the, the biggest part about how do you marry business and being a man of faith and the gospel message, I look at it like, okay, if we know our purpose is to love God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, Deuteronomy 6, 5, mm -hmm. and we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. When you talk about how, you know, being a capitalism, capitalist, can really cause destruction to people. Mm -hmm. I take that. I take that purpose, primary and secondary purpose, loving God and loving our neighbors, and apply that to business. You take the opportunity as an entrepreneur to say, okay, how about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control flow out of me? And now I can. There is no. There is no wrong way with being an entrepreneur when I, I allow the Holy Spirit really to move in my life. And that's what we're all about when it comes to just our entrepreneurial experience. It's not just sides to go barbecue. PJ Ward here being in dog training business for four years, having his own company, soon to be in his third state. The opportunity says, as an entrepreneur, how can I build people up? 
Same as Lynette with her I Believe in You Foundation. How can I now take what I believe in when it comes to my my beliefs in God? How can I take that and apply that to people that we bring on board? Mm. Now, it's not about forcing anything down anyone's throat. It's about building that relationship with people. Same thing that Jesus did. We build a relationship, and from there, questions will come. And now we have the opportunity to really impart what we believe into, into, into and really showing how it can help somebody's life. Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was a solid answer, brother. Oh, okay. like, it was a, and listen, I would tell you if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I would definitely tell you if it wasn't. The The, the reason that we, we bring that up is because um, uh, here at The Fix, we – we pride ourselves on being able to ask the tough questions, right? Um, being able to like dig into, into your why, um, just because you're doing it and you say it's Christian doesn't make it so. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so like, what is the application of that? So if you could give us an example of like the application of what you just talked about is your, is your theory and your theology, mm-hmm. um, on that topic, tell us like how that actually plays out, um, in the business that you're running today. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question because we know that wisdom is applied knowledge, right? So when we talk about application, that we're getting into how how can we speak on things being practical? Because anybody can get up here and say something, but now we're talking about practical practical ways they experience. So for example, if I talk about my my purpose being to love God and love my neighbor as myself and to allow the fruits of the spirit to come out of me, when I'm interacting with people as an entrepreneur and I have people that are under my in my realm that I manage and that I speak with and that I train, mm-hmm. the conversation comes up. People go through problems. Real people have real problems, right or right? Facts. Right. You know, people have real problems, so the conversations come up. And you know, as a man of faith, as a believer, where 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 to direct that conversation because it's not you're moving out the way. You're not you're not allowing yourself to just say the first thing to come to mind. You're saying, Okay, God, lead me in this conversation. This person is going through this issue. They trusted me enough from building a relationship with them to even share that with me. So now how can I impart the gospel message on this person? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to look like okay. God is one God, and Jesus saved you. But how can I show you what love really looks like? How can I show you what caring really looks like? Because you will eventually you you begin to know where I'm coming from, the space I'm coming from. If that makes sense, it starts with conversation, and I had plenty of conversations with people randomly just from working with sides to go barbecue. People that I you know crazy. The, the conversation just comes up about God because they apparently they they, they see it, you know. And just not being shot, not turning away to really answer your question. So um, I appreciate my brother Prof because he is a lot more tactful than I am Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, I'm going to be very blunt with you in that I want to know financially and fiscally, right? Like um, as we operate businesses in a capitalist society, our goal is to make money, Mm -hmm. right? There is no denying that. Um, my, My question is purely how does that work as a Christian, right? How does the capitalist mentality of a business uh, needing to make money to sustain and to elevate uh, work with your theology as a Christian? Yeah, I, I can definitely say, you know, um, as far as uh, on that, and that's a really good question because I can tell you that um, that I actually... <laughs> For me, um, <laughs> it was really a challenge because what I'm doing is out of passion. Um, so I, it's a total sacrifice for me, okay, totally out of pocket, right? We're to the point where I was always like, hey, you know, 
um, here you can have this and you can have that, you know. Um, however, it it takes a it would take a, a different person, um, so they can operate in the finance part where I can continue to operate in my passion. Um, so you'll get that person that's gifted in that area to to run the finances or to build the finances or to do the marketing. And when they're in that area, um, however, um, I found for me it was challenging. Um, because my passion had, had kind of somewhat got in the way of um, the money part. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely need to find someone professional in that area that can be separate of, away from my passion where I can operate in my passion and someone can operate, you know, in the business part of it. Yeah, and I'm to, to dig a little bit deeper, I'm, I, I want to find out, um, as we explore the idea of self-sacrifice and financial stability, right, um, and success, right, our definitions of success. Um, not so much how we, um, like, lay out the plan for the success, right, but, but really, like, digging into your theology, like, what do you use your money for, mm. right? So you have a successful business, you make this money, then what, right? What, is, what, what happens next? Yeah, well, you you definitely invest in what um, what God is giving. You. I mean, God God is he everything belongs to Him, and everything belongs to God. So it's just that, um, like for me, I can only speak for myself personally. Uh, this here is all out of pocket for me. Uh-huh. Okay, this is a it was a sacrifice because I worship. That's my worship to the Lord is my sacrifice. This is my sacrifice. So God's going to provide everything else. He's going to provide. This is I was. This is my creed. This is what I was created for. This is my purpose. So if this is what God, if this is my create. This is what God has created me to be. I'm already there. I, I mean, wherever someone's trying to go, all the way up there. I don't even have to. I don't even think about. I I want. I want to be, I don't even want to, it's not even my goal to be famous or I got to have this or, my, my thing is to, you know, to, to transform somebody's heart, to change somebody's mind. Ministry driven. Amen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so this is a total sacrifice. I, I, I don't even see anything about, you know, uh, how much money I'm going to make or, you know, after all of this building with this event, if it's for one person, if it'll save one soul, it's, well, it's worth it. I praise God for that. So just real quick, and I, I know I'm kind of challenging you all, and I appreciate your, your willingness to answer my questions. Um, how does success save souls? I don't even look at it's what it's, I don't look at success. You know, I, to me, knowing Christ, that, that is, that's the conqueror right there, just having God as you know in in the, in your life and you know having him as your your um the head of your life um he's your shepherd you know that that's 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 success mm-hmm. is having God in your life because you apart from him you're nothing apart mm-hmm. from him you can't have nothing you come won't on, be John nothing 15. okay come <laughs> on you nothing apart from him okay it's just that simple uh, it's just, you know what is success i mean mm-hmm. you, to me is is knowing Christ And and I I do think that's a valid point, right? So in order to answer this question, I guess um, you also need to define what success looks like for you. Um, And and I I do think that it's it's 
is interesting, and I, I appreciate your perspective um, coming from a nonprofit. Um, I operate a nonprofit myself, and so I understand the challenges um, for a for-profit business. Um, I will also like to understand or get an idea of how that manifests for you, um, because as a for-profit, your goal is to to make money, right? To be able to grow your business or to to be successful financially, right? Um, and I think I, I really think it's important that we define those spaces mm-hmm. um, because we can we can very easily talk about God being our our success um, and our measure of success. Um, but then my my question and challenge is how does God um, as your measure of success manifest? In the success of your business, um, I can I can speak for me. This is Jay Floyd, by the way. Um, as an author, um, this is a, a passionate pursuit. So for me uh, to be a motivational speaker and an author, what I'm looking for as success is reaching people. Um, I can't measure it in dollars because, you know, I'm not I'm not Tony Robbins or you know Eric Thomas. I'm strictly taking what God has made obvious to me that he's gifted me with something and learning how to use it for him. You know, I spent 20 plus years being an MC and rapper and battle rapper and everything else you can try using your voice and using your creative talent with words. And it was my growth in life that brought me to my pastor and who developed the skills for me to learn how to teach people. To me, that doesn't mean any dollars. Now, I can't speak for every business, but for me, uh, being a person who's gone through what I've gone through in life and having to learn and meet Jesus at a late late point in my life, in my late 30s, for me, the appreciation and things that I show that I want to see as success is just to reach a person. I want to reach people who, who go through things like what I went through, You know, who people who have had a person in their family murdered or somebody who's had their parents die, and somebody who's had to go through that kind of thing. For me, success is that. Reaching a person and helping them through that type of struggle, that's success. If if a dollar comes with it, then that hopefully will help me reach the next person. Yeah. So, you got, okay, go ahead, David. More bluntly, what do you do with the money? Because I, I come and on, again, to go. I see you, bro. Let me go. I want to explain real quick. Um, I ask these questions because um, as a person of faith, I think that these are questions that aren't aren't addressed often enough. I completely right? agree when we with talk you. Talk about like the successes um, and w- when we talk about what success looks like and like the concept of being blessed. Right. And being favored, we immediately attach that to finances. Mm -hmm. And so I want to understand, you know, as a person of faith, what your successes look like. Um, And if the if the success of your business. Right. And and again, if we're talking about um, like a for profit business, we can't say that the success, your personal success can be reaching people. Right. The success of that for profit business is attached to the finances absolutely and so the question becomes what do we do with those finances when we find a, a, a for-profit business being successful then what and that again maybe because of the nature of my business is probably a better question for Ote and pj but but for me personally i haven't made any dollars you know all of my most of my money has been invested in 
because I'm not in it for any money. I actually, my book is literally designed the size so that I can give it to people and they can give it away. So for me, the X number of sales means nothing. But again, I'm a unique case. Yeah. You know, this is strictly a pursuit for me to try to reach people who've been through things that I've been through. So I think maybe, I do, I do think it's a really good question though, because I've, I've considered that a lot myself. Like I said, I, I've been in music. I've started my own record label 20 years ago, which is still going right now. I'm no longer a part of it because I decided to walk away from that type of rapping. But I've, I've seen that business, and I, I keep up with music. And I remember when I first saw God Over Money, my initial thought, even seeing their logo, is how does that work? That was my first thought was how does it work when your pursuit in music is profit? How can you do it? So I think this is an excellent question, and I think it does beg a lot of a lot of answers, and I think it's worthy of discussion. You know, like I said, for me, I think everybody is on their own spiritual journey, trying to get to God. A lot of some people come later than others, some people go faster than others, but the the key is the direction, right? And for me, if a person is in the right direction, we're all stumbling. We're all making mistakes and not doing it as good as Jesus. That's no excuse. And we, we are, as a body of Christ, our job is to be a net, right, and hold each other accountable. And that's why I like your question. I think it's a great question because that's a net question, right? That's mm -hmm. reaching out to everybody saying, come on. If there's people that's not doing this right, let's call it out. If there's people that can think about it and do it sharper, let's talk about it. Right, so I think it's a great question, um, and I, again, I'll let Ote and them step in and give it even further answer. Yeah. But I think y'all, and by the way, I think y'all do an excellent job. I think y'all have some really thoughtful brothers in here hosting this show, and your your bomber jacket is killing the game. Man. Appreciate it. Appreciate For the love. Though. For real though. Appreciate it because for snow bomber jacket. For real though. What is that? Is that Fashion Nova? What is that? What is that? Got to Fashion Nova, man. Like what? No. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, come on, size to go. We yeah. want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear. Time. I was I was itching over there because man, Dave, <laughs> Dave, that that's a good question. A Listen, question. that's an amazing <laughs> question, and that's that's one of those forward straight to the point questions, and that's something I had to even ask myself as far as being an entrepreneur because the reason why you want to be an entrepreneur is freedom of time and freedom of income. Now, how can I say I'm a believer, but I want freedom of income, meaning I, I don't want any cap on my income? It starts with the law of motivation. What is my motivation for giving? What am I doing right now? What does my giving habits look like right now with the money I got right now? If I'm making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, what does my giving habits look like now? Because we can easily say, when I get a million dollars, I'll be a philanthropist. I hear that all the time. I want to be a philanthropist. And they think people think because they want to be a philanthropist, they're just going to make the money out of the blue. But ideally, it's like right now, the space you're in, what is, it, what is your reason for giving? What's your motivation behind giving? Personally, it didn't start till I started tithing. I started tithing. I said, how do I feel good about giving money? And now I started giving money to people, random people asking, you know, I, I need $50 for this, $100 for this. It wasn't coming from, I wasn't, I wasn't reluctant. I wasn't hesitant. I wasn't hesitant because I realized that giving right now was, was a warm feeling for me. It felt good. So then you say, as a, as a business, when I'm making money, is my giving habits going to change or are they going to expand? You dig what I'm saying? Because there's nothing wrong with being in business and making money. It's about, number one, am I a good manager of my money? Now, being a good manager involves giving. You dig what I'm saying? Love is giving. Mm -hmm. Lust is taking. So to, answer that, to really answer your question, I believe it starts with where, where's your heart at right now when it comes to giving with what you have? That's 
That's solid. The the reason that we went through this line of questioning, right, um, is because uh, we always ask the question, and I'm reiterating, why build the stage? Why the business? Like, what what is the point? Um, and with Cleveland's own Sunday Best coming up, um, we're building a stage for with the goal of the people who are coming like their goal make no mistake about it one of them may be to praise the lord and they're probably gonna tell you that, that right but like that's that prize money yes, is there you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I just right that so like what is the like you we want to know and like this is something that kind of should be talked about all right you win this prize money then what right you you get this record contract then what right like what are we doing with that money what are we telling people or teaching people to do with their money right because when we talk about the people who controlled the money and if we going back to the bible going back to jesus right who was jesus's treasurer judas okay there you go um and so like you have like what did he tell the rich ruler right on the on the most profitable day of Peter's life, right? He was a fisherman. Mm -hmm. The most profitable day of his life, he walked away from it all, right? Like, when when he encounters Jesus, he gets so much fish that his boat is sinking and his partners have to come help him. That's profit, right? But then he walks away from it. So then it's the it's the mentality, okay, like, so what what is this resource for? So I wanted to make sure that we were asking those questions um, because we think that the the Cleveland's own Sunday best idea is worthwhile. And we're really excited that you guys chose us to come on and promote the, promote the event. Um, we want people, our listeners, all of y'all check it out. Make sure the tickets are available online. Yes, actually the tickets are available at the event, right? Um, also they're available at the website, the www. I believe in you. That's N is in Nancy and letter U. I believe in you foundation.org. Um, that's where you can get the tickets there as well. The tickets are $25, um, $30 at the door. All right. Thank you much. All right. That's Cleveland's own Sunday's Best at the Performing Arts Theater, December 2nd, 2018. That's 4900 Turney Road in Garfield Heights, 44125. Doors open at 5 p.m. And the show starts at 6 p.m. With special guest, Cleveland's own Jeffrey Golden. Appreciate y'all coming through tonight. Thank you. We definitely appreciate you having us. Let's hop back into the music. Uh, it's Christmas time. We got uh, some new uh, 116. Uh, Joy, you're tuned in to The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir.
much more than we deserve, yeah I'ma have to spread the word, good news for the hood dudes Trying to make it work, yeah Joy to the world, yeah To the little boys and the girls, yeah For the bright days and the dark nights It'll be alright, God gon' keep his word, yeah I know that things gon' change now The kingdom come, make it will be done And it's kingdom come, amen If you believe me, you can say amen Yeah, yeah Oh, 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 oh. 
What's good, fam? You already know who it is, man. It's your boy, DJ Focus, man. Make sure you tune in to The Fix, man, every Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., man. Playing nothing but the hottest and faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry now. We even added poetry. Uh, don't miss the spoken word piece, man. The Fix is on every Friday, man, on We Are Smartphone Radio, man. The Fix is in. You're tuned back into the fix, man. Cleveland Source, everybody source of Christian hip hop, urban gospel. Oh my goodness, coming off that music set, man. We played that uh new track from 116, man, off their Christmas album, man. Joy, featuring Lecrae, Triple E. We also played that uh Aha, new Aha. Shouts out to Aha too as well, man. He dropping those new uh hoodies, man, on his uh line. Follow uh Free Barabbas. 
Uh, if you want an AHA hoodie, man, they they pretty dope. Uh, Wait, what's the hoodie say? Free Barabbas. Whoa. Oh, you haven't uh, seen them? No, I need to see those. Yeah. You know I love hoodies, bro. Yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, normally have a hoodie on. Uh, yeah. You do, and I'm actually surprised. <laughs> yeah. You know, I put on a sweater because you said we had guests. You That's know true. what I mean? You, you, like, so I was like, you, you, you maybe are, I need to. You are looking throw, sharp. I was, you know what I'm saying? I had to and, throw in a. Right. Yeah, I had to do my I thing. And, and, and I see you get some promo footage here, too, as well. You know, I like how you just, you know. Listen, man. You, you're the only one, you know, that need promo footage in the building. Huh? Listen, listen. Is that how look, we. Listen, I'm trying is, to. Is that you know how you saying? show your brother love? Listen, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my Charlemagne. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, trying to That's figure crazy. out what you know what I'm saying. Like, hey, as long as you don't do no eyeliner, right. we good. <laughs> no eyeliner, no we eyeliner. good. I got you. Shout out to the dope photographer in the building, too, as well. Sis, we sure appreciate you. You're doing a great job. She's like, don't put me in that. <laughs> we also played uh, that uh, yeah, throwback from Eshawn Burgundy, man. So yeah, let's let's hop into some some random talk today, man. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's a lot of random stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? We ain't been on in a couple weeks, right? You know what I'm saying? So a lot happened. Um, where do we begin? Hey, let's start with um, John with your Gray? boy. Yeah, with your boy with John Gray. My boy, your boy. This is your boy. man's. Your man's man. over here, right? <laughs> um, so he just did a, a interview recently, maybe a couple weeks ago at this point, right? Mm. Um, where John Gray says stuff sometimes, and it just be like, it's a little cringeworthy. Because, like, I kind of know what he's saying, mm-hmm. but, like, the way he says it makes you feel weird. You know what I mean? So, like, he was talking about he was talking about him and his relationship with his wife. He just wrote a new book um, called When Within. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, you know, he has, like, kind of a pastor's thing where, like, there's a lot of, like, cliches where where he's concerned, like, how he explains himself. Uh-huh. But it, When Within is the name of the book, fine. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's great and everything. So he was talking about his relationship with his wife and how he married a woman who was too big for him that he needed to grow, he needed to grow into. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and that she was his covering. She covered him while he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in the ministry. And um, he said that one of the, the quotes that he said is um, she went through more pain birthing me than our two children. Right. Which is like kind of cringeworthy. Now, I, so- you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> so, like, I understood sort of what he said, because, like, when you're in a marriage, your wife. Um, does cover you, but you also cover her. Okay. Right? I, like I was saying where you was going with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I... does, like, there are things in my life where I was growing, you know what I mean? And, like, Charmaine could have killed me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some things that was unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like, some crazy, like, uh, you know, I say crazy stuff all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, some of the stuff that I say at the house, like, she don't repeat. You know what I mean? And give you some background. His wife is a counselor. Uh. This is fair, right? So, if, you, if she snap on you, some some stuff is going crazy. Like. This, is, this is what I'm saying. So, like, there's some truth, some nuggets. But the imagery that he painted, which is kind of part of a pastor's job, right? Like, the imagery that you paint is to suggest that, like, your wife is responsible for your emotional growth. You know what I mean? Or like responsible for like birthing you, which is, which is weird and gives like way too much responsibility on one side. Right. And to be fair, like, I don't know what the other side of that is, what he's done for her or like how that, how that relationship worked. But it's just like, you gotta, you gotta be careful about like how you say stuff, you know, like Hmm. you got nothing, Rick. 
I didn't see the interview, so that's that's why I'm I'm just now hearing this for the first time. Man, that's when you hit him with the boy. <laughs> wow. Man, did, he couldn't just say you know his wife made him a better person. He that's what he could have said, and he no, just I'm just saying that, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay. what he wanted to say, but he used too many words in the wrong depiction of it. Okay. And when he mentioned that she was the cover and he was more of a lead, it had me confused. Like, huh? Well, that's what he said was, you need to marry a covering, right? And not a lead. Because if you marry a lead, she can stop your dream, right? And, and again, right, these are like rough image the imagery is bad mm-hmm. you know what i mean like because now you're suggesting that the rise or fall of who you are or who god has called you to be determines on like the wife that you marry and in a lot of real ways that's true i'm about to say some of that's true in a lot of real ways that's true however then you have to ask the question of was were you listening to god before you got married anyway you know what I'm saying? Like, did he call mm-hmm. you to her? So if he called you to her, mm-hmm. right, then there's no way she's a lid. And she she's, was you. She's an instrument used to actually grow you. She was supposed to grow you. Right. But if God didn't send her your way, she ain't supposed to grow you. She's going to be a lid anyway. She's a lid for you mm-hmm. and not nobody else. She might be a cover for somebody else, which is also confusing because a lid is also a covering to a jar. <laughs> I'm just saying the depiction was just stupid. Okay. <laughs> did he in any any reference say that he made, you know, he also made, you know, he brought something to the marriage to as well, making oh, yeah. his wife better. Eight years of pain. Oh, wait, wait, you said what? Do you make yeah, it better? He definitely. He said, cause he caused it eight years of pain. I was confused. Like oh, call eight geez. years of pain for you to actually be eight years of pain. And he like, Oh, I'm just so happy for the woman. She is now eight years of pain, bro. Like, oh. bro. Again, it's the imagery. Cause like, I, I'm starting to milk. like really feel for my guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, going I'm through a to... lot. He's going through a lot. Well, here's the thing, right? So he believes. Well, I'm... Listen, like he believes, fault, and this too, is what he's saying, wrong. right? <laughs> this is what he's saying. He believes that like God has called him to this moment and is asking him to do all these things. Okay. If that is true, my did, Bible tells me. Did if... he say that same thing about when the when he went to the uh, the office? To... Yes, this is what I'm okay. saying. Like all of this stuff is happening. He's a new he's a new pastor. In a in a yes. planted church, right? Yes. Um, but he's also still the associate minister at Lakewood. Yes, that's where Joel State yes. is. He's yes. also still the associate minister there, going there a couple times a week. He's saying this all on a thing. Like he's he just wrote a new book, right? He's still dealing with a lot of the fallout from the Donald Trump thing, right? right? Um, he hasn't been back because he's I I think he understands now. But he said in that interview that like I didn't understand that it was just like a photo op. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, is BS because, like, you went two years into his administration and you saw the pattern, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know how you don't understand that, but fine. Like, you got all of this stuff going on, right, and you, you're you exhausted, right? Like, being a new minister, being a new pastor of what essentially is a mega church, it's difficult to manage just that in and of itself, let alone all of the other appearances that you're doing. Like, you're, like, everywhere. So, like, a misstep is almost guaranteed. And see, but I if kinda... God is telling you that, like, if God is telling you that you're supposed to be doing this, the Bible says very clearly, right, that if God is giving you the oil, then it never runs out, right? Like, it doesn't run out until the there are no more vessels, right? Like, if he's giving you the oil, then, like, why are you exhausted? Why are there missteps? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a lot, man. 
I just, a I just want, so, I just want him like as it. a man of God, uh, a shepherd now. Like I want him to actually remember, like when he's, when he's up there. And I, I said, because with Doctor Daryl Scott, like what you do, it don't just ref- reflect you. It's gonna reflect your house. It's gonna reflect. It's gonna reflect your congregation, mm-hmm. because although your congregation may disagree. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna because they're gonna look be looked at as that's the follow that's the following that you're under, mm-hmm. that's the leadership you're under. So you automatically gonna follow that, and it's like it, I don't think he takes that in consideration. Like, granted, he just did 45's interview, well, 45's photo op, and now he's, you know, you're out promoting your book. Granted, hey, that's a good thing, but I need you to actually look at what you do. Like read, he read. Just like do you? Do you? I think it's edit. this year. Yeah, like you just or yeah. This, this, year? this year, like January this year. Yeah, like early this year. Like, he just started. You're moving fast. Ain't nothing wrong with if that's if what God, God calls you, you. Hey, hey, listen. You're moving fast, bro. But if that's what God why. told you to do, but you doing a lot and you're tripping yourself up. Can can we stop like making excuses for like a pretty stupid statement? I mean, like, listen, that's, like, that's I'm trying not to, you, like, you're, we, you're right. We, I'm trying not to, like, I ain't making I no think, excuses. I, I don't said think, it was stupid. I don't think grace and, like, um, like, accountability, like, are, are, like, really things that we're, like, moving in in this very moment. Like, like, offering someone grace isn't, like, saying that, oh, well, maybe they meant this. Like, nah, he said something stupid. Don't say stupid stuff. Like. That's, that's fair. Like I, don't, I and I, I, I said it was stupid. I understand like wanting to dig into it and like try to figure out what he said, but like before you do that, like if he doesn't acknowledge that what he said was stupid, then we don't have a conversation to have. And that's the thing, right? Like I wouldn't, I don't think that he would suggest that what he said was stupid. Then we don't have a conversation to have. Like yeah. we can, well, we can we, accept, we can, we can we understand that. Like in this circle, we think it was a stupid statement. No, we he we does know it. It was a stupid. And we go from there. <laughs> how, did, how did the masses respond to the, the interview? Like it was mixed okay, reviews. You got it. You got it. You got it. It was fifty, and it was majority women. Fifty applauding this. About fifty percent applauding this man was but like, that, oh, he like he like he loves his wife. He appreciates his wife. And then it's fifty mixed reviews. Like, yo, I like, never, I'm I never confused on what he like, meant the by thought this. process that like publicly like acknowledging that your woman like went through some crazy stuff in order to be with you was like a way to uplift her. Mm. Like I never understood that. And I'm not a woman. So maybe I just won't understand that. But from conversations that I've had with women, that's not uplifting. Mm. Like sitting in a room or even on Facebook, I see dudes do this on Facebook where they like, man, I remember the days where I was doing my dirt and she stuck by me and I'm just thankful. Like, man, like, you spending too much time on Facebook, like, proclaiming how she stuck by you and not enough time making up. Mm. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't. That's, that's wild. I, I don't. If you got time to be telling people about how this person did this and that, like, you got time to be doing great things for that person. Like, I, that, that's like with me. Like, I kind of don't understand the whole ride or die. Maybe, hey. Don't. I don't I, want no like, ride or die, bro. I need somebody that's going to tell me like, that's stupid. Like it is different for a ride or die. Like maybe like well, okay. It is a ride or die though. But oh, see, I would prefer. It, it just a, but don't call it a ride or die it, because though. if you call it a ride or die, 
Hey, I came from the streets. Calling the ride and die. Yo, this chick about to ride with me. She gonna right. she gonna shoot with me. Yo, we got a drive by coming. You gonna shoot up with me. Right. Otherwise, you gonna die. Like, that's that's my understanding of a ride or die. I don't need that in my life. If I'm making a Miami, bad if I'm making a bad dumb. decision, I need her to say that's a bad decision, and I'm not gonna make it with you. Because her saying that I'm not gonna make it with you is immediately go ring the bells for me. In a way that her saying that's a bad decision, but I'm gonna hop in this car with you won't. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Now both are both. But are there's also lost. there's also a space, and I'll and I'll I and I see where yeah. you're going with this because there's sometimes that like my wife might think it's a bad decision, but right? She, but she'll let you do it. But she'll let me do it. Yeah. Or to learn from it. Yeah. Or like she thought from her vantage point that it was a bad decision, but it wasn't. Mm. Right. But that's you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's wisdom and discernment, man. That's, well, she's not going to know all the time that the decision that I'm yeah, making is but that, good. But that's not the that's not the basis of a ride or die. Yeah. Okay, the ride or die is oh, we gonna you you can do your dirt, you can do you, and, and like, I'm gonna sit here and wait. Let's, I'm gonna wait for you. That's let's examine dumb. like the scenarios we're talking about, right? Because like you buying a smoker. <laughs> right and your wife really? thinking that's you a bad idea. You bought a smoker. Like, I that's a, that's a little different. <laughs> that's fair. I'm just saying. That's fair. That's a little different than smoker, me. Man. Like that's a little different than me telling my wife, "Yo, I mean, I'm about to, this I'm about to invest, fix, man. Y'all better pay attention. I'm about to invest. <laughs> I'm about to invest all our money in this like real random, company. yeah, real estate company that nobody knows anything about because I think it's gonna pop. Like it's a big difference between that's that. Fair. Right. That's fair. And so like. We talking. We talking about like completely different. Like, like they're they're far they're far away. This is fair, right? man. But like, I mean, it's all part of like, and we're. I think that like the overall topic is like men saying stuff um, out of their like out of their privilege, right? Um, and like, so we're talking about it, and I think me and uh, m- me and uh, a before C, we we differ a bit on this on this philosophy right where i believe that like men should be talking to men about privilege right um and i think that like the way that you see it a bit differently i don't know if it's is is that i see it differently i think that there are steps prior to having the conversation with men that are often missed right like i don't want white people talking to white people about racism without consulting me first Because Mm. for years they have gotten racism wrong. And so if you're going to go talk to some white people about racism and you don't know what it is, that's only going to cause more problems. As men, we have to be able to to work within the relationships that we have, right, with women to get an understanding of their issues. And then based on those conversations, be able to present that to other men. Right. And the other part is like there's a difference between like presenting to other men and then suggesting to men that you understand. Right. The plight of a woman. I will Mm. never profess to understand the plight of a woman. Who said that? You you'd no, be surprised. This, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd be That's surprised, right? Nah, I would nah. never profess. I, I was raised by a single woman. I know yeah. how a woman feels. Boy, stop. Yeah, I would stop. never profess to to understand the plight of a woman. Now, what I can do is if I see my homeboy harassing a woman who obviously don't want to talk to her, I can challenge him on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If yeah. I see Definitely if I see respect. my yes. if I see my my dude on on the social media, like uh, holding up like inappropriate things about women, I can challenge him on that. And like those are the those are the things that are like really um, 
like ignored that can make great strides in the relationship and the the way that men view men and women interact in the way we view women right yeah. just challenging your brother on how he how he uh professes or interacts with women in those spaces can make a huge difference and that doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm speaking for women it doesn't mean that I'm telling saying what women think or how they feel it means that I recognize that this behavior right is inappropriate in this space and that's something that I can challenge him on that's good so I mean, it sounds like you you were telling me about uh, uh, something on Instagram that you saw. Yeah, man. So this this brother Jay Johnson, I say brother, mm-hmm. brother brother Jay Johnson, the the MC. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we have a conversation? Yeah, yeah. Shouts man. out to Jay Johnson on the uh, Infantry uh, Records. Yeah, he that's that's label. your man's. Jeremiah's listen, <laughs> listen. So no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> that that he, is fair. He right, he has um he has consistently made posts um, that seem to uh, suggest that men deserve respect in the relationship, Mm. right? Men deserve to be listened to, and men deserve to be happy and stuff like that. And That's where the uh, happy wife, happy life um, thing came from. Yeah, Yeah. the happy house, happy spouse. Yeah, that's that's where that came from, right? Mm Um, recently yeah. he posted a, a, a tweet or a, a IG post and let me just let me pull it up because I don't want to misquote this man um, especially like if we're going to be addressing like his specific words mm-hmm. okay um, <clears throat> waiting for it to load here alright so it says they asked Erica Badu what type of st- spell she puts on men and she said I listen to them okay Mm-hmm. And the hashtag is woman um, thinking emoji men respect show interest. Okay. Now, um, first of all, I find it problematic that like these are the things that he's posting in general um, <clears throat> because there's a, a self-satisfying um, part of these posts that I don't know if it is reflective of, like, of kingdom. Uh Um, But more specifically, posts like this and, like, the happy house, happy spouse posts are are directly uh, in reaction or in response to women making suggestions that they matter, right? Uh So a woman saying, I want to be heard, I want to list, I want someone to listen to me, Oh well, this is how Erica Badu put men under spells. Like, come on, dog, knock it off. Like, you don't have to like do that. You don't have to have a reaction in that way, right? Uplifting and supporting women does not have to come with a but me. Mm. It can just be I support black women, right? I can say to a woman, I understand what you're saying. And that be the end of the sentence, even if and this is something that I've been challenging myself to do recently is before I respond to something a woman says, I pause, even if it's uncomfortable, I pause and I think about if my response is coming from a space of uh, of me feeling privileged or me feeling like I no longer have power or if this is a real thought out reaction. Right. So if a woman says, well, this is how this this happens for me and this is how I feel before I say, but 
Uh-huh. I say, I hear you, right? I make it a, a point to repeat to her what she said to, to make sure that I'm understanding her correctly before I even move to like give a response or to say, but this or but that. And like that doesn't happen often enough for men, right? We operate in this space where our thoughts and our ideas are superior or are or, or sit at a higher level than women's. And is it 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 is apparent in our inability to take a second and think about what it is that is being said to us. Mm. That's proper assessment, right? Um, because I think that like uh what we do in those moments and that's like me as well right um is that we're not we're not necessarily listening um to to listen right like we're listening to respond um and i'm wondering what becomes the role of the church and like how we have taught men that like really your thoughts and feelings are superior really when you when you make a decision in your house like that should be it right um and so anytime that we're talking about like equality um then it feels oppressive to us and i'm saying us because like me too mm-hmm. right like i grew up in a context where like marriage was the goal and like women were really just waiting to get chose Right. Like and so like I'm I'm out here doing my thing and I'm building what I need to build. And like there should be like this flock of women at the church waiting on me to choose one. Right. Um, And that's that. And like the the goal for women was like your life don't really begin until you get. get, Yeah. Until you get chose. Right. Which inherently makes it seem like when it comes to like making decisions in the house or like my feelings and my understanding, like it should be paramount. Right. Like it should be like the thing that is most important. And then when you when you saying something or like you feel in a way like I interpreted it as tripping. Right. Like I literally just did this yesterday. So like I bought that smoker. That's real rap. Right. Like I that's one of the examples. And I just want to go on record. I just want to go on record and saying that I told him not to. That's fair. So listen. What was wrong with buying the smoker though? Let me, no, no, let me no, 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 no. Let me explain. No, let me explain. Hold on, hold on, no. Tell real. the whole story though. I'll give you the whole story. Tell the right? whole story. I'm over here so confused, sis. I'm like, what's going right, on? Right. So like, let me tell you the whole story. Right. So, my wife and I decided that we needed to buy a high velocity fan because we didn't have an air conditioner at the house. Right. Okay. We were gonna buy a, a, a air conditioner for one room and use the high velocity fan to like push the cold air into other parts of the well, house. You should have talked to me about that. I do that for a living. But go ahead. Fair enough. But like this was the plan, right? Mm-hmm. So we buy the air conditioner, um, and we buy one that was like we buy a portable one, right? That we thought was gonna be a good idea. Turned out it wasn't a good idea, so I took it back to Lowe's, and like the the window unit was cheaper than the portable unit, right? And we had bought the high velocity fan. We had some extra money left over, right? So I got excited, right? Like got something. <laughs> so there was a Lowe's gift card, right? Right. Like, and so I got excited, and I knew if I called and asked first, Charmaine would have been like, "No." She right? was out of town. By the she way, she was out of town. She you was not, she was not even in the right. state. <laughs> she, she's out of town, right? So I'm at Lowe's and I call my boy. You know what I'm saying? I want to preface this, but like I call my friend, my friend, right. not Charmaine's friend, 
my friend, right? Like, I called my boy, and I'm like, look, man, like, I got this extra money, about to buy this smoker. I might need you to help me carry it, because at that time, I lived on the second floor of a duplex, right? And I was like, I might need you to help me carry it upstairs. I'm about to buy this, right? He was like, did you ask Charmaine? I didn't call Charmaine's friend. I called mine. Like, that's, that's, like this, who's this irrelevant, right? like, who's this irrelevant? But he you know knows you're like, married, though. Like, fair enough, but like, whose side are you on here, right? He was like, you know what? I just want to go on record saying this is a bad idea. You didn't talk to Charmaine. That you is know classic like, 4 C too. I was, I was mad, and I was like, so is you gonna come help me move the smoker or no? You know what I mean? Like, and I believe that he did. I came and helped, but like. I needed him to understand, like, this is not the space that you need to be operating in. Right. And, like, hey, think, bring it in together. That's your favorite saying. For man. real, bring it in together. Like, that's the space that we need to challenge men in, right? There was no reason that he didn't reach out to his wife, his partner in life, right, about a major purchase. Because we're not talking about, like, oh, I'm about to pick up a pizza, Right. Yeah. We're talking about something that like is preparing your food and keeping your house cool. Like those are things that you need to talk to your spouse about. Yeah. Now, was this an expensive smoker? Like one of them big cubic? I mean, it was it's expensive. For it's where a mini we safe. Are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's expensive for where we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I should have I should have the reason in my mind, the reason that I thought that I was good is because it was on a Lowe's gift card. Right. So it wasn't like. I could use that money for something else. I had to buy stuff from Lowe's. And stuff so, that you can use so real quick, at home. Real quick, real yeah. quick, <laughs> real quick. Fast forward, we're now preparing for a housewarming party. Yeah. And we don't have a gift card to purchase things that you can use for your house. You know why? Because we got a smoker sitting outside on the porch covered up in the wintertime. Listen. That we've is, only used twice. This is this was exactly Charmaine's <laughs> point, which is why like um we you need just kind of like put an explanation point and underscore you need friends in your life right who are going to challenge you on those things and like we talked about there's this idea that my thoughts are automatically superior because like I'm the man of the house mm-hmm. right and so like you just you gonna roll with it because I made that decision. Right. Um, and your feelings don't matter. Like I had a situation last night where I did the exact same thing. So I'm not saying that like I got this figured out. Yeah, nobody. Right. Has, no man. No, no man can profess it. to have it figured out. We don't. <laughs> right. And so I'm doing like and like I completely ignored her. Right. Like I thought she was tripping. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to deal with what I thought she was doing, you know what I'm saying, or how she was feeling. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, just shut it down. You know what I mean? And, like, it's that same idea that, like, well, she didn't care how I felt. Well, you don't care about how she feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're supposed to be the the Christ of the house, you know what I'm saying? You're the one supposed to be dying daily if that is your responsibility. Well, and, like, to take it even further, like, like, if you don't care about her feelings in that house, like consider how she feels when she goes outside because you already know that most of the world don't care. And Facts. like I'll be I'll be very selfish in my love for black women to say we're not just talking about women. We're talking about a black woman, right? Yeah. And so when she leaves that house, not only is she ignored for being a woman, but she's ignored for being black as well. Yeah. Right? And so if her home is not a space where she can feel safe, and able to communicate and be heard, like that's that's mess that's that's tough. Yeah. 
But I mean, that was the reason that like I've been feeling. I was feeling the way that I was feeling about John Gray, right? Mm. Because there are these things that I do on a regular basis that like, and not too regular. Like you know, I'm not like I try to catch myself. You know what I mean? But like, um, where Charmaine is essentially covering me. You know what I mean? Where like I'm saying or doing something crazy. And while she may call it out to me, she don't she don't say that on a Thursday when we having Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Like or she don't like she don't be on Instagram or Facebook talking about like, guess what this this crazy dude did today? You know what I mean? So in a sense, she is covering me um, while I'm growing through this idea of my toxic masculinity. Right. Um, and so, like, I understood. That's why I said, like, I understand what he was saying. His imagery was probably bad. But, like, I understand where he's going with it because, like, in real time, relationships, like, especially marriages, especially Christian marriages, like, your wife has to cover you. But you cover her, too, right? Like, I guess the definition of covering becomes a question. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, what are you calling cover? But, like, she definitely covers me. And so, I guess my my question is when and how do we transition from talking about it um, and creating like this uh, common theme that oh this is just a thing that happens. Mm, I got what you saying. Right. I because, got what you're saying. Because essentially what what we create is this concept that, you know, men men make mistakes, women cover them and then we move on. Right? And so when do we move past that and start to create dialogue uh, around the the idea that men shouldn't be making these mistakes or these these choices, right? We should be saying different things. We should be thinking differently, uh, and we need to start to like really pause before we start making decisions and making moves. That's good. I think we got to get to that that place though, and I think that's that's the struggle. Um, I'm not justifying that it's right because by no means is it right. But I, I agree with uh, a lot what Prof is saying too as well because that's a struggle in my household at times too as well. And some of it comes too as well, and I'm, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but I think when you're with a strong black woman, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I kind of feel like you have to be even stronger in the sense of how you communicate, how you kind of operate and do things. So, And that's just my, you know, that's just my yeah. thought process on I, I, yeah. See, I hear that, right? But right. like... Then what clicks in my mind is like nonviolence, right? Um, is not, it not in a violent way? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no. But there's different forms of violence, right? Because okay. when you start talking about like when you start talking about like strength, right? I have to be stronger for what, right? Is it that you need to be able to dominate in that space, right? And so like you ask that question because when you talk about like nonviolence as a philosophy, mm. right? The idea is I'm absorbing your violence to show you your love. Right. So like, why do why do then like why do then I have to like um, I have to be stronger in order for this to work? Right. Like Jesus's philosophy was like he could have destroyed the entire earth. Right. Like when when they were beating him, let's let's talk about before the cross. Right. Like before the cross, they beat him all night. And if we talking about like he is the God that is walking on earth, he could have been stronger. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, what does it mean to be sacrificial in our love that allows that, like, that facade to break down where it's like, hey, babe, what you said hurt. You know what I mean? Like, or, like, 
what you're doing in this way, yeah. Toxic masculinity. Yes. Absolutely. That's the reason most most men find it hard to just sit back and let them to listen to our women mm-hmm. because they feel like, oh well she she emasculated me and she making me feel like a little boy when she talked to me instead of just listening to her. Because that's mostly she's frustrated. So when she's telling I mean my wife does it a lot. When she's frustrated about something, she holds it all in until the last minute, top blow off. Now I'm getting yelled at about something from three months ago. So now I got to sit back and take it. Yeah, I might I might voice it to you like, hey, man, she over here tripping. But I'm not about to tell her, hey, babe, shut up. You tripping. Get away from me. I'm going to listen to her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit back quietly. I apologize. understand. Won't happen again. So I'm gonna talk to you like, hey, yo, hey, she tripping over here. Um, you may have to talk to her. Have your wife call it. Like it's one of those type of things. But mm-hmm. then I know. Let me go back to her and talk to her. For instance, this morning I realized, like, my wife has been been frustrated. Like this whole month she's been doing this whole workout thing. She work out seven days a week. She's doing this whole challenge thing at work, and. With me, I'm with the kids more. Monday is the only day I'm not with the kids. So I'm with the kids all the other days. So she gets to go to the gym. I don't really get to wind down. Yes, it's going to bother me. But I know she has something that she's dealing with. But in turn, I forgot to love her in a way she she needs to be loved. I don't hold her like I normally would hold her. I don't cuddle when we watch a movie or something. After a while, it didn't bother, it didn't hit me until this morning. I didn't do that yesterday. We normally cut up and watch a, a show on Sunday. I didn't do that. I haven't I haven't prayed for it, mm. so it had me like, oh wait a minute. So I I literally had to stop what I was doing. Let me reach out to my wife. Let me pray to her. Let me pray for her, and I, let me apologize because like I I haven't been doing that. So she this is I don't want her to flip out. But I had to make sure that I, I addressed that. I, and most men, oh, well, I got to swallow my pride. No, you just actually have to lift her pride up. Because if, if, if I'm just making sure that I'm okay, in turn, I'm going to push her away. And that's not, that, that's not what we want to do. Like, so most men is, are raised to, oh, you are going to run the household. I don't make, I'm going to say, let me take that back. I'm not going to say I don't make. I rarely make decisions for our house. By myself uh-huh. Even even when I know That I can make those decisions Oh I'm letting my wife know Hey I'm about to do this This and this And she like Okay that's cool So at least know Hey you said it was cool Remember This that, That's 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 one reason I do it yeah. So she want me to come back You know Three months later Like what happened to Hey remember you said it was cool Like So I I didn't want to do that But now I realize if I make a decision that can actually change the 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 atmosphere in our home, I try not to do those by myself. Most definitely, like no, I didn't go buy a smoker. <laughs> but uh, when I went smoker, to, no, but I was I thought about buying a grill. I had the same grill since we've been married, and I'm like, hey, babe, let's get a new grill for the summertime. For our next cookout, let's get a new grill. It's better to buy it in the wintertime. Like, I had this whole pitch. It's better to buy it in the wintertime. They don't sell. They're cheaper. That's facts, though. She said no. 
uh, why not? I mean, we could get one made. We could hit the barrel. Like, yo, like, I'm pleading my case. Mm-hmm. But it was a no. We got other things to take care of. You know what? I'll wait. I'd rather, I'd rather just wait. You know what you should have done. I'm not about to go buy it. No, you oh. should have went and bought something that was really expensive from Lowe's. <laughs> And then returned oh, it. so many shots. You know what I'm saying? So many shots. So that shots. then you can have it on the gift card. No. You'd be like, well, it's not the same. Listen, like, why oh, are you no. shooting at me right now? Like, what is that? I'm feeling real focused over here. I ain't going to lie. Like, I'm feeling real focused. This is crazy. Oh, yes. man. Hey. Keep it locked, man. We're going to get back to this music break. We'll be right back. Right now, we got uh, Andy Minio with Shane. You're tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. It's hard not to hate who I am It's hard not to hate who I am I chased the moment that when I had it, I felt alive But now that the thrill is gone, I feel dead inside I feel like everyone know the secrets I wanna hide And every time they ask me how I'm doing, I just say I'm fine Too embarrassed to share it or maybe too much pride I create my own prison, holding the keys inside Punishing myself for all of these crimes And I'm trying to convince God that I'm not a waste of his time What's wrong with me? Am I defective? I keep on making a mess Why can't I ever get it together soon? People gonna find out I'm not what they expected They see who I really am Then I end up rejected I try to stand tall But these knees are collapsing Instead of asking for help These apps are distracting So lonely But so many people are friending me While I post I hope one day to be happy As I pretend to be Circles around my head While I sit on the edge of my bed I cry on whatever done again It's hard not to hate who I am It's hard not to hate who I am I was 13 the first time my mama caught me watching porn. She started screaming she couldn't believe her last born was dabbling in something so destructive. I wish I could have said it was my last time, but nah, I wasn't. And the more I thought about it, the more I got bothered. These women I'm objectifying are somebody's daughters. I never really thought I had a problem till it followed me to college and I felt debilitated by his bondage. Uh, became a Christian, heard about God's power. Couldn't see it in my life, but I could tell you all about it. Overloaded with knowledge making so little progress became a public figure but my struggles weren't private only started tasting freedom when i'm being honest and i learned that when i'm weak is when i'm seeing god the strongest i know some people gonna be quick to throw stones but i take all of those hits so you know that you're not alone and after 28 years of life i decided everybody's crooked so i'm just do a better job at hiding it oh how good this freedom tastes i hope they give me the forgiveness they gonna need one day i pray Jesus, it washes away all of my sin. Washes away all my sin. Jesus washes away all of my sin. Jesus, it washes away all of my sin. Washes away all my sin. Jesus washes away all of my sin. Jesus, it washes away all of my sin. 
Good family, you already know who it is, man. It's your boy DJ Focus, man. Make sure you tune in to the fix, man. Every Friday, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., man. Playing nothing but the hottest and faith infused hip-hop on being poetry now. We even added poetry. Uh, don't miss the spoken word piece, man. The fix is on every Friday, man, on We Are Smartphone Radio, man. The fix is in. Kid Classic. That you couldn't do it cause you washed up Ain't like them bad girls said you should get your salsa But I got this plan and you might not understand I'ma go hard as I can And I'm gonna be the boss of it Just watch me do this, put no limits, only swag on it Walk right up to the front where I belong and brag on it Go to the top, I'ma give it all I got Something special can't take that from me 
Good, it's your boy Rico Suave with Mind Over Matter. Today we're talking about seasonal affective disorder, which is all sad. It's kind of sound different, don't it? You're sad. It's depression, seasonal depression. Um, it's a type of depression that comes and goes with the seasons. Primarily, it always falls around the holidays, around fall, winter. Uh, it affects 
3 million people in the U.S. per year. Average of 14 to 60-year-olds. Uh, 60 uh, it really, it's about 80% of U.S. citizens that, is, that suffers from SAD are, from the, are the age groups of 21 to 35. All right. So um, it's not considered a separate disorder. It's actually a type of depression displaying uh, a recurrent seasonal pattern. Uh, it's to be diagnosed with SAD. People must meet full criteria for major depression, uh, coinciding with specific se uh, seasons, preferably winter or summer. Those are really the only two that it really hits you in. Um, you must have like you must show signs of it for at least two years before they diagnose you with it, um, and it's much more frequent than any non-seasonal depression, which most people don't realize. It's actually more frequent. Um, you start feeling depressed for most of the days, nearly every day. Uh, you feel it hopeless or worthless, having low energy, lose interest in certain activities you uh, normally enjoy. Uh, you have problems sleeping. Um, you experience changes in appetite or weight, sluggish. You having difficulty concentrating, and normally thoughts of death or suicide uh, during the winter months. Uh, certain risk factors. Uh, are that it really attack, attacks females about um, four four times more often our females are diagnosed with SAD than men. Um, if you live uh, far from the equator, you experience the further away you are from the equator, which sounds kind of odd. The further you away from the equator, the higher your chances are of being diagnosed with SAD. Um, you have a family history of Seasonal depression, uh, depression period. Uh, if you have depression or bipolar disorder, uh, if you're a younger age adult, or like, as I stated, between the ages of 21 to 35, uh, those are the ones that normally uh, that hits the hardest. It's always around finals, uh, holidays. That's kind of where our age group, millennials, actually get it the most. Uh, about 1% of those who live in Florida and 9% of those who live in New England or Alaska suffer from SAD. And that's of their state population. And people with SAD have trouble regulating one of, uh, one of the key neurotransmitters involved in mood serotonin. Uh, so normally treatments involve serotonin treatments, uh, melatonin treatments, um, even light therapy. It helps you to get natural lighting. Um, so yeah, I've I suffer from sad. Uh, I kind of get down and out around the holidays uh, in the midst of grief, uh, grief as well. So it all ties in. So I kind of don't do much, don't want to do much. But uh, I try to try to keep myself busy so I don't think about it um, or think myself into a deeper, <laughs> uh, a deeper depression. Uh, sad is actually curable. Um, it's just a it's, it is a depression. Uh, it's but it's very seasonal. Um, that's why it gets its name, seasonal affective disorder. Um, seek help. Uh, Goddess in the church can help you, but so far, um, we don't. We here at the fix are not big on trying to give you um, applicable steps to actually find cures in the church. Uh, Prayer will help you always, 
guide, seeking guidance with uh, with an elder, a deacon, or uh, your pastor, it will help you. Uh, but seek professional medical help. Uh, God actually uses those people as well. He blessed those, blessed them with those talents uh, to actually heal you. Seek help. Uh, this is mind over matter because to me, your mind matters. Appreciate you, Swa. We show appreciate uh, everybody listening tonight, man. We show uh, uh, had a good show today. Good show, definitely a different show, but good show. Uh, we definitely want to thank our guests again for coming out. Um, definitely uh, check out uh, Cleveland's Own Sunday's Best if you get a chance. The uh, address is uh, 4900 Turney Road, Garfield Heights, Ohio, uh, 44125 zip code. That event's going down this uh, Sunday, December 2nd uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, you can buy tickets at Eventbrite. You can buy tickets at uh, the I Believe in You Foundation. In you is the letter N, the letter U, foundation.org. Uh, you can buy tickets from there or Eventbrite. Um, donations are welcome. It is a fundraiser as well. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Fix Radio Show. Uh, also, uh, follow us on Facebook at The Fix Radio Show. And on uh, Instagram, you can follow us at The Fix underscore radio. Uh, we actually probably going to have some giveaways coming up, man, for the holidays. So you definitely want to follow us on the social media uh, outlets because uh, that's where we're going to be uh, posting a lot of the giveaways. And uh, What you some- said, you giving away a pair of them Yeezys? Um, so, yeah, we're going to have some giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like the Lord said we're giving away Yeezys? Is that, is I, feel, that- I feel like the Lord said that, okay. you know, your closet is a little packed okay. and there is room. Okay. For you to to share okay. and to give people some Yeezys, that's all I'm saying. So, are we saying people? Or are we saying you? I mean, you don't got to give them to me. You don't got to give them to me. People, that's cool too. Okay. People what else? Cool. What else? Guess why? Man, we got the the fix first ever skating party. Yes. Uh, at USA Skates, the the first December twenty first, December twenty first, mm-hmm. Friday, December twenty first, nine thirty p.m. Uh, with the legendary. DJ Ronnie Knight on the ones and twos, man. Y'all come out and enjoy. And the Fix Squad DJs and the on the fix ones squad and twos. DJs. Yeah, you're you going to have three DJs that night. Come on, skate, eat, laser tag. Yes. And follow us follow us our uh, social media pages because we're going to have some giveaways. So y'all definitely want to be. Uh... And we're going to have some performance for y'all. Yeah, we might got a couple artists. Hey, before I see you going to bless Ooh. the people. You going to come out of retirement, man? You, you giving up them Yeezys? You mm. give up the Yeezys, I'll hit the stage. Wow. That's real. <laughs> That is real. And we just talked about profit. <laughs> you give up, you give up a pair of the Yeezys. Well, he's not saying that like you got to give them to him. He just want to see you give them away. That's wow. all. Wow. Hey, you notice he he ain't saying this. Wow. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. <laughs> we will have some giveaways. What those giveaways are, y- y'all got to you know keep it locked so y'all can uh, figure out what those are. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have no Yeezys right now, man. You, you a whole fit, bro. What Yeezys I got? You you the telling red me you don't got the pirate black joints? Oh no no no! Remember I told you I don't have those no more. Remember the, I told you that. You got the no, red. Didn't tell me that, but I know you got the red joints. Yeah, yeah you got, got the red October. The red October. You want me to get the red October's away? So I want I want to go on record by saying that like you probably have so many shoes that you forgot that you had these Yeezys yeah. because you just said they're like I ain't got no Yeezys. Oh yeah, I do got the red October's. You got way too many shoes, bro. And I know, I know, I know that. Prof, I, I know your, like, your wife. Hey. I know wifey. I know wifey got a few pairs. Hey, he bought shoes Dude, like uh, 
Like Prof bought that that smoker. I know she got a couple. Listen, shout out to my beautiful wife too as well. Her birthday is actually this Thursday. Oh yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, shout out to my wife. Shout out to my beautiful bed. It's always there for me when I need it. Holding me down, cuddling me at night. You you the realest. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive, man. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. Yes, sir.